When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, the uh, very tired Steve Robertson. Not much rest last night. A lot to do for National Signing Day. A lot of things we got to do, you know, because you got to make sure the recruiters are right and everybody's listed and a lot to get, a lot of prep work for today. And uh, before we get too deep into the woods here, I want to thank our team over at jeanspage.com. Uh, Robbie Falk did a great job today kind of keeping the uh, signing day thread going because I, I had to activate stories and you know, we pre-ride a lot of that stuff uh, just to have it ready for you guys and, and everybody contributed and uh, you know Rion of course went to J.J. Harrell signing day ceremony at North Panola uh, Mike, David, Justin, Rion all pre-wrote stories along with myself and so there's a lot of work for this the whole thing to kind of come together and uh Listen, a, a lot of you know me as the most recognizable person when it comes to jeanspage.com, uh, but I can promise you I would be nowhere without the staff around me. And uh, we've got so many talented individuals and I appreciate all their contributions. And so I didn't want to get uh, too deep into this show without telling you guys that, uh, how much I, uh, I respect and appreciate everybody that kind of helps the carnival come together. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I don't know how long we go today. I'm going to talk about the recruiting class. If we go an hour, we go an hour. If we go 40 minutes, we go 40 minutes. I can promise you your good friend and host is tired. I can assure you of that. And I think a lot of it is just the emotional investment you make in stuff. I was speaking to a Mississippi State staffer earlier. I said, man, it's been crazy since the Sunday after the Texas A&M game. And there was a little lead up to that. But, you know, we knew on Sunday that Zach Arnett was getting fired. From that moment until now has been absolutely nonstop for all of us that cover Mississippi State. And uh, especially when you cover it as thoroughly as we do, it's a lot of time and efforts, a lot of work. We're very competitive. But more importantly, that's our job. This is not your job. But for all of you, it's been one of those things, man. Like, I, I, as I told the staffer, we haven't had normal when it comes to Mississippi State football in 14 months. It's been nuts. It's been one thing after another. And so my, my hope now is, now that we've passed this hurdle of National Signing Day for December, and there'll be a couple more things that a little shake loose today for Mississippi State, and uh, I'll address those later in the show. But my hope is let, we can take a deep breath and let's enjoy Christmas with our families. And then we'll get back to work and we'll work on some of this portal stuff. And there's still a handful of spots left for portal guys. And uh, and then that'll be it for a bit. You know, of course, we'll have men's and women's basketball and SEC play. And the fact that both of those teams are so competitive, that should be very entertaining. But I, I think for the first time in a long time, we're going to have an opportunity as a fan base for us to kind of take a breath because it has been a wild, wild ride for sure. 
Uh, and you begin to think about, too, I mean, you know, as soon as Arnett is gone, we go right into coaching search mode, and it's in staffing mode, and then the coaches got to hit the ground, and there's new names that pop up, and old names go away. It's just, you know, it's it's hard to track it all, and it's hard for you guys to follow it all. And I think we do a good job, and you guys certainly pay a, a great emotional investment in, in every bit of that. But it has been as difficult a stretch as I can remember ever, ever. Because, you know, it's one thing we always had recruiting, then they, they institute the early signing period, right? And then on top of that, you've got a coaching search. And now you've got the transfer portal and all this NIL craziness that goes on with it. December in college athletics is busier than it has ever been, ever. Now, it's, it's a cash cow for the networks, right? Because you guys want to know what's happening to your favorite team. But uh, I, I believe now that we're through today, we can all just kind of take a collective exhale. Let's thank our friends at uh, Bulldog Burger Company, longtime sponsors of this show. I love Bulldog Burger Company. You should too. If you don't already, you'll have a raving love affair with them. When you go put your feet under their table, they're going to take care of you. And that's what you want, right? It's like, I'm so looking forward to just kind of going out and letting somebody wait on me, right? Well, you get taken care of at Bulldog Burger Company. The service is exemplary. In addition to that high-quality service, it's a great restaurant-quality hamburger. And maybe if you're not in the mood for a burger, maybe you don't want to eat that heavy, have that BLT salad. I like it. I like it grilled. You may like it fried. Or get those sweet heat chicken sandwiches. Those sloppy Joe sliders. There's so many great things to choose from. The wings are kind of sneaky good too. You don't think about the wings when you go to Bulldog Burger Company, but perhaps you should. Get those spring rolls as your appetizer. They'll make you and everybody around you better looking. And get that chocolate shake to go or perhaps that bread pudding. Because you know when you get home, you're going to be running around later thinking, you know what, I wish I had a palate cleanser. I don't want to just go grab a Twinkie or a, an Andes Mint or something. I want something a little more substantial. They can take care of that for you. Three great locations to serve you. University Drive here in Star Vegas, Gloucester Street there in Tupelo, Lake Harbor Drive in the Roads and Flowood area. Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people go to meet. M-E-A-T. All right. I'm one of those kind of people that's like, hey, let's get our misery out at once. And there wasn't much. Okay. I, I just give me all my misery right out of the gate, right? You know, the first news of the day was really the only negative thing that happened today on National Signing Day for Mississippi State. And and listen, National Signing Day for a long time had kind of been a day that Mississippi State fans dreaded. Because even if you added one or two pieces, it was typically some kid flipping to Ole Miss or flipping Louisiana Tech. Remember, thank you for that, Darius Barnes. Um, but you understand my point. And so a lot of times these days are more endured than enjoyed. But I thought we could really enjoy today. But the first news of the day is Keaton Thomas wasn't committed to Mississippi State. He was committed to Baylor. And we thought, hey, let's try to flip him. We gave it a good run. And perhaps if we had been more engaged with him with the previous staff, we'd have got him. But we didn't. He sticks with Baylor. And I'll tell you this, I'm going to follow that guy's career. First team All-American. Led the NJCAA in tackles per game this year. Like 11.9, a ridiculous number. And he's just parked up there in Boonville, Mississippi, man. Nobody even really talked about him. A kid can really play. But he's going to stick with Baylor. Shortly thereafter, Colin Fox, 
uh, signs with UCF that there was not a lot of traction with that deal, you know, really from the get-go. He agreed to take a visit and spoke very favorably of Jeff Levy. Didn't take the visit. Things kind of went crazy last week. And one of our publishers came over and said, hey, his mom never agreed to this. And, you know, all of that is a factor. The thing about it is, is we weren't expecting either one of those. I think Keaton Thomas was probably a little more probable than Colin Fox, but we weren't expecting either one of them. So it's not like you lost a commitment. So in that respect, it was good, right? Find out pretty early is where these guys are going. Uh, we did pick up a couple commitments today, and uh, but before we get into that, what I want to do is let me just kind of run it down in order as it all kind of happened. So the first announcement of the day uh, was Ethan Miner. Now I made a mistake. I'm, I'll be the, I'll be the first to admit it. There are some people in my life that'll tell you I'm not good at that sort of thing. I think I am. Um, Last year, Mississippi State started announcing signees. And I really think a lot of that, too, had to do with Steve Smith taking over with compliance. Uh, that's not to be critical of anybody. But so here is what I want you to understand about these transfers. They are still recruitable athletes. However, they have signed an SEC financial agreement. So that eliminates the possibility of any other SEC school recruiting them. You say, yeah, but Steve, no, it's the rules, okay? It's all set up, but the SEC office just simply wouldn't allow it. But Ethan Miner and all of the transfers signed an SEC financial uh, aid agreement today. So as a result, the university did announce them. In the past, we haven't announced them. It's my mistake. I misinformed you. That policy change happened last year. So I'm going to ask you to forgive me. I made a mistake. And uh, yeah, so I got clarity on it right away. But uh, but Ethan Miner was the first. The second is uh, Cam Ball, of course, uh, out there in Maryland. And uh, interesting, Justin Ball, Cam Ball, all connected to Michael Van Buren. The, the things kind of come into focus when I say it that way. And maybe it should. Yeah. But Cam Ball, of course, uh, transferring in as a tight end from Buffalo. Uh, the third announcement of the day was McKaylin Pounders. He's going by Big Mac Pounders now, which is a great nickname, honestly. Big Mac Pounders. Maybe his middle name is Quarter. You know, I don't know. Uh, but let me tell you this, guys. Uh, McKaylin, when I interviewed him on Sunday, uh, drive, you know, I was riding up here to Ohio, had a chance to speak to him, and I shared a little bit with you on the show of the day, and this kid recognizes the biggest mistake he's made in his life was not signing with Mississippi State in the first place, and now he gets a little chance at redemption. I know some of our fans are in their feelings, oh, we shouldn't take him. Yes, we should. Number one, we need him on the offensive line. Number two, I think it's a good news story in the end. And I think this is a guy, too, when you bring your official visitors in you know, for the next recruiting cycle, you're going to have this guy that say, hey, you know what? I was recruited by State and Ole Miss, too. Let me tell you what happened. So it's a little bit of a bonus there as well. But uh, McKaywin is great, 6'5", 290 pounds, uh, played left tackle for them, could play tackle for us, probably a right tackle, but he says he can play up and down the line. That He and Cody Kennedy have talked about that. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's a good get. Uh, the next one was um, Suleiman Paka. 
That's the uh, defensive tackle from Purdue. No real drama with him, of course, connections uh, with David Turner when, when uh, DT was out recruiting at Texas San Antonio. Uh, so it was one of those situations where we needed depth. Paca needed an opportunity to play uh, Power 5 football again. Could have easily stayed at Purdue, elected, say, you know what, I'm going to go bet on myself. And I hear he is. Uh, Trey Wright, also known as Travion Wright, was your fifth announced signee of the day. Big run on transfers to open the day, right? Trey has not played uh, much college football at all. And so he's here, a Matt Barnes uh, recruitment to Memphis. So the relationship there is very strong. Trey is very excited to be here. Got visited last weekend. Now he signed, and now he'll go through the Christmas holidays with his family and then make the move to Mississippi State shortly after New Year's. Kedrick Bingley-Jones, former four-star at a high school. We talked about him when he committed uh, from the greater Charlotte, North Carolina area. It's where David Turner's stomping grounds are. He's from a little, uh, little podunk town, maybe an hour away from Charlotte. So we got a lot of connections there. Again, another depth piece. And when I start thinking again about, do, if I need Calvin Dinkins, I need Trevion Williams to get healthy, and these two guys here, the four of them, get in there and kind of bang it out and figure out who's going to be the guy. And maybe the change of scenery will be good for Kedrick Bingley-Jones because this is the guy that had offers from just about everybody in the country, certainly in the southeast. The first high school signee, the first actual signee, as far as signing a national letter of intent, Michael Van Buren. I teased this on the message board. I didn't know this. Just kind of suspected. You know, it's because of the fact that, hey, number one, he's on the East Coast. So he's got an hour head start on everybody. But also, too, it's the quarterback. You want your quarterback to be first, right? And, and how fitting is it that Jeff Levy's first signee uh, is his quarterback, a guy that he came in and recruited and envisioned being a part of uh, this Mississippi State offense moving forward. Michael Van Buren, of course, uh, again, showing some leadership qualities all throughout his uh, brief recruitment with Mississippi State, uh, working hard on Stonka Burnside, on J.J. Harrell. Not that that J.J. needed any help. He became an ally with him. But uh, if you watch Michael Van Buren's tape, it's only going to tell kind of half the story. The guy's a leader. Uh, Jimothy Lewis, and you remember this, guys. I remember when we were on on campus for camp this summer. And we look up and kind of look at each other and said, hey, is that who I think it is? Oh, yeah, it's Jimothy Lewis. The next thing you know, a few days later, he's committing to Mississippi State. Now, as soon as he committed, everybody involved, because a lot of Ole Miss people thought that he was going to sign with them. And they said, oh, he'll flip, he'll flip, he'll flip. Guys, we had no drama with Jimothy Lewis. Zero. And that's the thing, when these things begin to happen, when guys commit, people are like, oh, yeah, well, they won't give up on him. I don't know what Ole Miss did with Jimothy Lewis. I don't know if they continued to pursue him or not. No clue. Uh, at least that down the stretch. I know in the uh, summer and fall months, they were still in contact with him. But uh, we didn't even have to sweat it out, guys. And I thought we would. When he first committed, I said, oh, everybody will be after this guy. But in the end, he wanted to come home. All right, a new name, a guy that announced uh, yesterday, <clears throat> Cyrus Reyes. And uh, we'll talk about him just a little bit here on the show. Let me pull him up for you. Your good friend and host sounds a little hoarse. It's true. 
It's true. I don't have that smooth timbre in my voice. But he's out of Taylor High School in Katy, Texas. 6'1", 190-pound safety. Decommitted yesterday morning from Memphis and then announced for Mississippi State. He had nine offers. Uh, Mississippi State, obviously the biggest one. This is another Matt Barnes take. Matt, of course, was the uh, defensive coordinator at Memphis. He recruited Reyes to Memphis and now recruits him to Mississippi State. Also had offers from Arkansas State, Delaware, Eastern Illinois, Illinois State, Lafayette, Montana State, and Northern Iowa. So not a very impressive offer sheet, especially playing in the state of Texas. But uh, you turn the film on and you can see there's some things to like about him. And not to mention that we have had, we've got so much attrition in the secondary. We've got to bring in some guys in the portal to make us a better team next year. And we've got to bring in some young guys to develop and make us a better team in the future. Uh, so Cyrus, welcome. Welcome. Uh, the next young man was Terrence Hibbler, another guy, right? From the very beginning when he committed, everybody's like, oh, State's going to fight to keep him. Freddie Roach at Alabama and all the fine folks at Texas, they continued to recruit him. There was a time that he nearly decommitted shortly around the same time Stonka Burnside did. That was a legitimate thing. I don't want anybody to think, oh, well, somebody's just started. No, that was very much a real thing. It made the message boards and people wasn't sure what to believe, but it got extinguished pretty quickly. And so I share that with you just because of the fact State didn't get this young man by default. He's an All-American, a true three-tech. Going to be a big-time player, provided he works hard. But uh, went and saw him play against uh, you know, Indianola Gentry. Very impressed. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her personal foundation, says they're seeing more issues than ever with dogs' joints, odors, and their health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can all look to improve our dog's health, their food. What she's discovered is that many dog foods are made in a way they can actually create toxins that could possibly be wrecking our dog's health. And that's true for many of the premium brands as well. Fortunately, she's found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how any of us can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I've got five dogs. I do. I love them. I spend most of my time with them. In fact, Mojo, my mama blue healer, has helped me write six and a half books now. I want her to be as healthy and happy as possible. So if you feel like you do about your dogs the same way I do, let me encourage you to go to badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard and watch Catherine's video right now. And again, that's badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard. Be sure and check it out and make sure your pet is happier and healthier than ever. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, 
you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com try. Go to shopify.com try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com try. With him, and again, he's a guy that can take over a ball game. Running back Johnny Daniels ranked the highest-rated running back in the junior college ranks. Did you know that? Number one. Yeah, number one running back in junior college, Johnny Daniels, headed to Mississippi State. He said, but Steve, if he's number one running back, why is he only 87? Well, a lot of it's got to do with size. But uh, we don't need him to come in and um, you know, be the bell cow. We just need him to come in here and, and, and compete really hard for playing time. But uh, I like the get. I think he brings some physicality that's very interesting. Ashon Shepard, defensive end from East Mississippi Community College. It's interesting some of our fans thought, oh, well, we'll probably drop this guy. There, there was never, ever any indication that that was ever in our line of thinking. Everybody that I've talked to about Ashon Shepard says, you know what, this kid's going to play. He's going to play significantly. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, you look at the box score, and he doesn't exactly fill it up. But you look at the tape and you can see how active he is. But, uh, yeah, he's a piece. Is, is he a guy that you're going to formulate an offensive uh, scheme around? You're going to float a tight end to his side? Probably not. But, uh, but he's a guy. Brandon Jennings, this is, you talk about guys that hit with bad intentions. Brandon Jennings is one of those kinds of people. Brandon Jennings will absolutely plow you in the ground. He played on you know, kind of a mediocre team this year at Hines. There wasn't a lot around him. And you look at our needs at linebacker, well, this is your future Mike linebacker, Brandon Jennings. And I, I can only begin to imagine if we'd had Ross, Keaton Thomas, and Brandon Jennings. But, uh, you know, I think Brandon Jennings is a great get. A lot of people, as soon as he committed, you know, the negative people come right out. Well, you know, Steve, he's bounced around so much. What's to say he won't change his mind again? You know, he was committed to three different teams in high school. All I can do is tell you the people at Hines tell me that he's really grown up. He's been a great student, does what they ask him to do. So clearly he's matured. And he'll be here in January and, uh, you know, look to take over at the Mike Linebacker spot. Xavier Gayton is a guy that I don't think enough people talk about. Xavier Gayton had a huge year at running back at Brookhaven. Is he a running back? Is he a safety? Is he a wide receiver? I don't know. I don't know what he is other than he's a football player. But nobody talks about this kid. 
Go just turn his tape on. You'll see for yourself. I know a lot of people are like, well, Steve, I don't really get into recruiting until they sign. Okay, cool. Now that this kid is signed, go look him up on Huddle. Just go dial it up and look at it. This kid is phenomenal. Played in the Bernard Blackwell Classic game. He's, he's talented enough to play in a Mississippi Alabama All-Star game. But uh, where do you put him, right? Consider the quality of that secondary. I don't know if I wouldn't put him back there at safety and just let him go chase the football. But I love this get. I think he's going to be a fan favorite. Mario Craver, another young man that uh, Chad Bumpus, who had a huge day today. Chad had Mario Craver ready to commit to Mississippi State. We weren't even scoring points. And then Chad's able to kind of navigate through the coaching change and keep the kid engaged. And now here we are on NAFL signing day. If that didn't tell you what a good job Chad Bumpus does as a recruiter, I really don't know what does. And I say that because this is an out-of-state kid. This isn't some guy that played at Tupelo or some guy from Starville High School, some kid that they grew up wanting to play for Mississippi State and Magnolia State. This is a guy from across the state line. And Chad kept him engaged. And all of a sudden, we make a coaching change of the offensive variety, and all of a sudden Mississippi State seems to be an even more attractive destination. That's a great job by Chad Bumpus. Absolutely amazing job by Chad, who uh, I'm eager to see when it's all said and done in February where Chad ranks in the national recruiter list. Uh, First new commitment of the day was Elijah Cannon out of uh, Coconut Creek High School down in Florida. When I first spoke to him, I knew he was coming. I don't know that he knew that he was coming. I know he wanted to come. He wanted to get up here and take the visit and hopefully things would work out. Originally, he was going to be in Boca Raton, Florida, and there's a lot of worse places to spend your college days than that. A lot of bikinis down there. Just saying. Uh, but you know what? Got a great experience here for him at Mississippi State. Elijah Cannon, uh, mid-level three-star, ranked in 85. And uh, you know that's a default ranking. I mean, you know it is. I mean, nobody took the time to watch that kid. I'm just kind of calling it for what it is. But this is a guy that Corey Bell believed in, got him to commit to Florida Atlantic, and now it's got him to flip to Mississippi State. Uh, T.J. Lockhart, you know my feelings about T.J. Uh, T.J. is going to be a guard at Mississippi State, probably needs a year in the weight room. I can't wait to see what this kid looks like, like by the time we get to bowl practices next year what he's going to look like after having, you know, five, six months with Shad Williams in that strength and conditioning program. T.J. Lockhart's going to be a monster because he already, he's already big. But, you know, a lot of those guys that are big just kind of get out there and just kind of push and shove and kind of lean against the defense. No, not T.J. T.J. will, you know, he'll flatten out on the hips and fire off on you. He will. Uh, the second commitment of the day, and uh, there may be a third later today, but we'll get to that is Jatavius Johnson. The kids like to call him Boogie. Not Bookie, Boogie. Jatavius Johnson uh, out of Hooks High School. You familiar with that place? Yeah, you should be. You should be. Rich tradition there at Hooks. Now, Jatavius Johnson is a guy that that visited last weekend and uh, just couldn't get couldn't get a number. It was like we had all these visitors. There were two kids I couldn't get numbers on. This is one of the two. 
and uh, worked it from the backside and tried to get some information. Knew that he was a possibility, but I didn't expect him to be a probability. But uh, this is a young man that uh, was at one point a Colorado State commitment. His profile hadn't really been filled out. Uh, I I threw some things up there today just to kind of get him going. But, yeah, this was a bit of a surprise to me. And, again, when you don't have a chance to talk to the kids, sometimes it's difficult to know what they're thinking, right? Uh, But uh, he, 6'2", 180 pounds, you look at his tape, and I already have because I was so intrigued by him. He's played on both sides of football, but, man, this kid absolutely elevates and high points of football. I think he's going to be intriguing. I I really do. And uh, he's rated an 87. I feel like that he is probably a guy that if you come in here and work hard, uh, has a real opportunity. And, listen, our DB recruiting, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I don't look at this and say, you know what, hey, these guys are going to be locked down dudes. These guys have got to come in and develop, and your coaches are going to have to coach them up. We all see it, you know. It's just, it kind of it is what it is, right? But Jatavius Johnson, that's your second commitment of the day. Uh, Move state, you know, a little bit closer to the top thirty. Uh, Luke worked. There was never any doubt about Luke. Luke Work was born a bulldog. It was just going to be simply a matter of would Luke have the size and talent to play at Mississippi State because his heart's always been here. And I said this so many times before, it's just so amazing. It's just so amazing when young people get a chance to fulfill their dreams and play their favorite sport at their favorite school. It's amazing. And we went through this with Eli Johnson, David Johnson, Senate Ole Miss. And sure, we wanted Eli to be a Bulldog, but I mean, Eli from Oxford, he's going to Ole Miss, right? Right? This Luke Work situation is similar to me. I, I root for people like that, even if they're not Bulldogs. When you get a chance to wear, you know, the jersey you always ask for for Christmas, and you get to wear the real thing and live that dream, and that's so very special, man. Luke Work also an All American. What a, what a dream! You, I remember his dad, David. Uh, you may not know this, Julie Bishop. You guys, the super fan, Julie Bishop. You know her and her husband Ken. Um, Love those folks to death. You know, Julie is probably one of the most recognized Mississippi State fans in the fan base. Like, if we're playing, it doesn't matter where it is. Like, the camera always seems to find her. But I remember when Julie Bishop, Julie Work Bishop, hit me up and said, Hey, will you talk to my brother David? My nephew has got a chance to play college football. I remember just, I remember, I was doing it as a favor for Julie and Ken. And you set up the profile page, and little, little do you know that the guy ends up being a bulldog. That's got nothing to do with me, but it's like that's how this stuff all begins. I mean, somebody somewhere puts together a profile page or a highlight video and does an article, and all of a sudden we're celebrating this young man having a chance to live his dream, man. So happy for Luke and David and Julie and Ken, the, the entire work and Bishop families, man. They're very close, to, very special to me. And uh, to see something like this happen is, is uh, super, super cool. Uh, the next sign that was announced was uh, Marlon Martinez, who also took an official visit to Mississippi State over the weekend. He is the other guy that I didn't have a phone number for. I got number, phone numbers for everybody else but those two guys. So we'll continue to work on that and see if we can't get some insight for you uh, before these guys enroll. But Marlon was a guy that was highly recruited, uh, 40-something offers, I believe, out of high school, picked LSU, has been primarily reserved. He does have maybe six, nine starts under his belt. But he's got a lot of SEC snaps. This is a guy, obviously, that uh, could come in here and compete 
He said, but Steve, if he couldn't play at LSU, guys, LSU traditionally has one of the best offensive lines in the country. You don't think a two-deeper there could help us here, even if he doesn't start? Yeah. It's a good get for us, and I think Cody Kennedy is great a day as Chad Bumpus had. you got to mention Cody Kennedy in the same breath. Cody Kennedy did a great job uh, kind of piecing this thing together here at the end. And then uh, before we take our first break, it's tied in Justin Ball. You know, he and Cam coming together, the Michael Van Buren boys. They probably wouldn't like to be referred to in that manner because consider they're older. But there is a connection uh, with this entire group. And so maybe we can go out there and recruit uh, in Crabland. How about how'd that be? I don't know if we can go out there and fetch players out of there or not. But I know this. I know that this combination of players work well for us, uh, at least on signing day. So hopefully that, that'll happen kind of moving forward. And so now we'll take our first break. No top ten today. We're going to come right back and talk about your recruiting class. All right, next segment of the show brought to you by CloseWithBlair.com. That's C-L-O-S-E with Blair, B-L-A-I-R.com. Blair is my friend, your friend, your friend in the mortgage industry. He's a friend to those in need. He's a friend to people that uh, you're looking to buy a home, perhaps refinance a home. Maybe you, maybe you just got questions about your mortgage. You don't know where to turn. Blair's got all the answers. 22 years of experience, guys. Back to back to back. Top 1% close ratio in the country. You got a five-star right here in central Mississippi looking out for you. Give Blair a call or text today at 601-500-2344. Again, that's 601-500-2344. Let him know you heard about him on the show. Blair's a bulldog. Owns a place up here. Season ticket holder in multiple sports. All right, let's get back to your class. Tyler Woodard, of course, uh, kind of removed all doubt yesterday. There really wasn't any question about where he was going to go. Uh, Darcel McBath and the uh, the guys recruited him out of high school, and then he ultimately landed at East Mississippi Community College. What's ironic, too, is when he didn't sign in December, he was still available late in February, Chad Bumpus actually took a swing at him when he was at Utah. And so a couple connections there. Uh, Tyler is a guy, too, that um, has done a great job at East Mississippi Community College, we needed a more veteran guy that can come in here and do some good things. And I can tell you, when I saw him at that 7-on-7 tournament back in the spring of his junior year over in Birmingham, he was the best defensive player on the field, without question. Now he's had a couple of years at junior college to kind of season the game a little bit. I'm eager to see what he can do. And he'll be here in January. Fred Clark, out of Winona. Signed this morning, took a little while to get things processed, but, uh, you know, Fred's good to go. All-state linebacker, state champion. Uh, could he play early? Possibly. Because Fred's a guy that's a little more game-ready than most high school backers. Probably needs a year in the weight room to really get strong enough uh, to handle the rigors of SEC play. But with us going out and getting a couple of JUCO backers and some guys that are already on the, on the team now, that are just kind of developing. And, of course, J.P. Purvis will be back. Uh, maybe you've got your your starting backers, and then Fred can kind of understudy for a year, playing a handful of games to preserve the redshirt year. I'm a big Fred Clark fan. He's everywhere. Uh, Kelly Akari announced today, too. And, again, Kelly, what's interesting about Kelly, you know, when everything came up, you know, all these well-sourced reports – they're like, oh, I think he's going to go visit Auburn now. Well, that is absolutely out of the question now. 
because he has signed an SEC financial aid agreement. So he is precluded from engaging in conversation with anybody else in the Southeastern Conference other than Mississippi State. Now, you know, if Texas comes at him, you know, then things could be different because he's still a recruitable athlete. There is nothing that binds a player to the school out of the transfer portal uh, that prevents all other schools from recruiting him. But uh, Auburn can no longer bring him in on a visit. So anybody concerned about that, uh, you can go ahead and exhale now because you don't have to worry about Auburn being a factor with him late. And again, the only thing that officially ends their recruitment from all schools is their enrollment at our school. Uh, the next signing that came up was uh, Kai McClendon. Of course, Kai joined the class on Sunday. Big six foot three, three hundred pound defensive tackle. A guy that's also a power lifter. And so he's not just a guy that's been getting by on being bigger than everybody. He's also stronger than most of the guys that he faces. And spent a lot of time O line, D line, really embraced defensive line this year. But became a first team All State selection. Played in the Mississippi Alabama All Star game. The question that I have is really, why are we just now hearing about him? You know, I understand there's guys that are late bloomers, and most of, most of his offers came late. I mean, Arizona State was involved with him, Georgia Tech, uh, some others. But uh, I think a lot of it's just because there were so many quality defensive linemen in the state this year. That's an important aspect of it, too. But uh, I think Kai can be, you know, I, when you think about, like, the Calvin Dinkins story. You know, we ended up beating Florida for him late. I think Kai's cut from the same cloth. But you know we've recruited down on the coast. You know we went to see about Jeffrey Rusk at Pascagoula. So you know we've been through there at Gulfport. But uh, not much really picked up with him until very, very late. And again, give him credit for being a bit of a late bloomer, but uh, probably a guy that should have been on our radar. And if not Mississippi State, certainly all of us in the recruiting industry. Uh, Blake Shapin from Baylor, of course, signed his SEC financial aid agreement. Uh, to hear Jeff Levy talk, and uh, I know it was difficult with the audio. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how that happens. We do press conferences in that room all the time. I don't know why the audio was so bad today. It's, it's generally v- very, very good uh, because we're one of the only schools in a press conference that actually passed a microphone around so you guys can hear the questions as well. Uh, but for some reason, it didn't work out today. But, uh, you know, Levy spoke very, very complimentary of Blake Shapin and said, hey, you know, this is the kind of guy that, uh, that can help us. You know, this is the kind of guy that fits what we want to do. And if you look at Blake's film, you know, at Baylor, you know, he has a pass-first quarterback, but he also is athletic enough. When it's time to run it, he can. He's not a statue back there. He shows good pocket presence and mobility. And I think that's what you'd expect from Jeff Lebby, right? I mean, Jeff is going to be a guy that's always going to have the marketable quarterback. I don't think you're ever going to be in a situation where uh, Jeff Lebby is going and just getting the developmental scratch and dent guy. I, I just don't think that's ever going to happen. And if you look at what he's done historically with, you know, with quarterbacks uh, all the way back to Central Florida, this is a guy that traditionally has guys that, number one, have big arms – they can stretch the field, but they're also athletic enough. They can make you pay when things break down. I think that's what Blake Shapin is. Will we continue to shop in the portal? Yes. But we're not going to take a guy just to take a guy. If a difference maker came along that promotes competition, well, yeah. I mean, you, you have to, right? You have to go take that guy. Uh, but I don't think it's a situation where we're just kind of breaking our necks saying we have to take another quarterback. We'll take a great one if we can get one. 
But if we don't find one that's, you know, on par with Blake Shapin or better, uh, your two quarterbacks in this class are likely going to be Blake Shapin and Michael Van Buren. Uh, Marcus Ross, I told you guys on the Monday show what a fan I am of his because of the background, right? I mean, he played at Bassfield, Jeff Davis County, played at East Mississippi, played for Lance Mancuso, played for Buddy Stevens. This is a guy that understands you got to go get the football. Led East Mississippi Community College in tackles this year. It's a team that played for an AFL championship. Uh, kind of reminds me again of Dominique Douglas. I said that on Monday show, but this is a guy that will strike you. And in this league, this is a dude league, okay, especially on defense. You can talk about scheme. You can talk about fires. You can talk about pressure. You can talk about alignment. you got to have dudes on defense. Marcus Ross is a dude. As I mentioned on Monday, he's not a guy that's going to make headlines today. But once you put him on that field and turn him loose, I think you guys are going to be like, where did this guy come from? Marcus Ross, an outstanding football player. Uh, J.J. Harrell, it's ironic that he was the last sign he announced uh, uh, before the afternoon, but a lot of that's got to do with the fact that uh, he had the noon signing. Of course, his paperwork was already in. It was just a ceremonial thing at lunch. Uh, and uh, Rion Young went up and covered for us, you know. so we'll have some exclusive content as it relates to that. Uh, but J.J. is a dog, man, and uh, I think it's so interesting, and Frommer's working on a piece on this. J.J. Harrell had options, and when Stonka Burnside decommitted, many people said, well, J.J. Harrell will be next, and he wasn't. A lot of people said, well, you know, no, other schools will come in on him, and they'll convince him he needs to look at some other opportunities. Well, he didn't. He goes, you know what, I'm just going to follow God's plan, and as long as Chad Bumpus is there, I'm good. And he told me when we talked, uh, you know, uh, earlier this year, he said uh, during the in-home visits, he said, you know, I'm not going to be there without Coach Bump. And I think it's so sick. This is the Chad Bumpus we wanted, right? I know a lot of people are like, hey, Steve, we had some problems at receiver this year, and we did. I mean, to suggest otherwise, it would be disingenuous, right? I mean, yeah, so we've got to do a little bit better job with the group. But the haul that Chad Bumpus is bringing in in this class – from the wide receiver ranks is among the best in the SEC, which makes it among the best in the country. I'm not saying it's top two or three or four, but the work that Chad Bumpus has done on the recruiting trail this year really validates him as a coach. This is a guy that knows what it takes to play in this league, what it means to wear these school colors, how difficult it is to play in a Southeastern Conference. I think he's kind of recruiting in his own image. And we mentioned the whole Stonka Burnside thing, right? It's a, well, where's Burnside? Well, he's not going to announce to January the 3rd. Do we know if he signed somewhere today? We believe he did, but we don't know for sure where it is. And even if we did, we wouldn't tell you. We're going to let him have his moment on January 3rd. But how ironic would it be, you know, when Stonka Burnside decommitted, a lot of people said, well, Stonka will lead J.J. away from Mississippi State. How cool would it be if J.J. leads Stonka back to Mississippi State? I think that's going to be the case when it's all said and done. So that leaves you, you know, think, okay, well, Steve, okay, well, that's great, Steve. You know, where are we? Well, and I'll tell you where we are. I'm hoping this thing will update because we've, we've had a new signee. Uh, I don't know. There it is right there. Yeah, we've now officially announced Ja'Cory Whited uh, from him, uh, from uh, McAdory High School. So now we've got Ja'Cory officially in the class. Uh, that's great. So nothing to worry about there. Uh, happy to have Ja'Cory. This is a guy that's a real tight end, guys. 
I mean, this this is a real dude, okay? I've went and saw him in person. Or I'm not just whistling Dixie. I'm not just giving you something that, uh, you know, everybody's like, well, you know, yeah, but Steve, you know. No, 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 I like this guy a lot. And it's one of those things, too, nothing ever beats the in-person eval, eval, right? And you think you have a sense of how big Ja'Cory White it is? You don't. Until you see him out there all padded up, running around, flashing in front of DBs, it's pretty nuts, man. It's pretty nuts. It's absolutely incredible when you begin to think about it. That's the thing that I think about is like guys his size don't move as well as he does. Now, he's got to get a little bit better catching the football. Uh, now, his coach will tell you that uh, this year compared to last year is not even close. It's not close, you know, as far as, you know, the quality of work that he's done uh, with the jugs gone, kind of getting out there, putting in some extra work, uh, doing some good things to just be a better football player, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of part of the deal, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I liked him a lot until I went to see him. <laughs> then I absolutely loved him, and I thought, man, we've got to find a way to hang on to this guy. You know, now it only makes sense. Like when you look at the offer sheet, you say, well, Alabama offered in Florida State. Yeah, yeah, you go see him. That's the caliber of athlete that normally plays at those blue blood type programs. That's an important aspect of every bit of this. You know, we talk about, you know, kind of upgrading the tight end room. Yeah, this is what that guy does. I don't care what scheme you run. I don't care what offense you run. I don't care if your tight ends are blockers. I don't care if they're pass catchers or flex guys or whatever. This is a dude that can get things done. And I think that's one of the bigger things you got to think about. You know, you've got to have some guys that understand how it all works. And I think why did the guy, because of the fact that, the, number one, the program that he played at, you know, and also, you know, one of those deals where um, he's the kind of dude that can do some pretty special things with the football. And you begin to think to yourself, you know, how often do we get a chance to get somebody with this kind of potential uh, at a position of need? You know, those are the things that I begin to ask myself. You know, the state of Mississippi doesn't always produce people like this. And, and as, as you hear me clicking, I'm, uh, I'm putting uh, Ja'Cory Whitehead's video on his article. Uh, you know, we do it when I got some highlight footage of him. And so we'll throw that on there because many of you, this will be the first time that you've seen it. You know, uh, so that's now out there. So Ja'Cory Whitehead is signed. We'll go ahead and flip him to signed uh, while we're here on the phone together. And we'll talk about kind of what's next, um, you know, in this class and kind of moving forward. Because we still got some work to do, guys. We do. I mean, you know, today is just the first day in a very elongated process, Process, right? I mean, that's as simple as I can say it. It's not, it's not a, um, a destination. It's just kind of part of our journey. That's the, really the bigger issue, right? Many of these guys that we signed today not going to help us next year, and nor should they, right? I mean, they're guys just one year removed from high school. You don't you don't expect to have a lot of these guys that just show up on on campus ready to go spit fire and take on Alabama. It takes a little while to kind of ramp up to all that stuff, and so I share that with you because I think it's important to understand 
that uh, in order for us to get better as a football program, we've got to we got to get some hits in the portal. And again, as I mentioned on Monday's show, we've, we've gotten some pieces, but we need some difference makers. And um, we'll get to that uh, in the next segment of the show. Uh, the one commitment that we have are two. I told you guys that uh, Matt Mayfield, I don't think he's going to end up being a part of the class. I haven't been told that officially or unofficially yet, but uh, did not expect him to sign the day he didn't. Now, San Francisco McGee did, but we'll do the February thing. We thought Ja'Cory Whitehead was going to do the same thing, but uh, you know, they didn't do the. Uh, they didn't ask to delay the announcement. More times than not, they do that. Uh, and the fact that uh, some people are mentioning, hey, we're not delaying this one, tells me that we're delaying something. Yeah, yeah. But San Francisco is in, but will announce in February with his teammates. He just wanted to be able to – he got teammates that – that really the recruiting process is just kind of beginning for them, right? They had a chance to take visits and you get, you know, junior college recruiting kind of happens in a month when it's all said and done, you know, uh, they track you all year and they talk to you and they offer you, but it all happens very, very quickly in a month, of January. So Macomb is going to have more than Frisco sign a college scholarship. So he wants to share that moment with his friends. And uh, we've had that happen before too. He isn't the first guy to do that. So it's not some big surprise, but they'll have the, the signing day ceremony. So when it's all said and done, and we'll count Frisco in the deal, you got 10 transfers in that have now signed an SEC financial aid agreement, and then you've got 20 signees from the high school and the junior college ranks. So 30 new Bulldogs today, and we still got work to do. Still got work to do. Seeing some new offers pop up all over the place about the uh, – you know, for the 2025 class. But uh, we've got work to do in this one as well. And uh, Jeff Labby was asked about that, you know, kind of what's the priorities, you know, with this group. And, and let me share with you a few highlights, if we can, about the, uh, you know, about Jeff Lebby's press conference. And uh, we'll do it after the break. How about that? Let's uh, take a minute or two and we'll uh, we'll get that we'll get that kind of fixed up for you. Uh, let you know kind of what Jeff Lebby had to say, some of the things that, uh, you know, that he shared uh, with the media. All right, next segment is brought to you by Campus Bookmart, a Starkvillian institution. Man, we love Campus Bookmart. I was there last Saturday. The selection of Mississippi State merchandise is just really unsurpassed. A lot of people talk about the best selection. Well, they're pulling your leg. Campus Bookmart has the best selection, whether it be for your home, your RV, your pet, all the Bulldog fans in your life. You can get them all taken care of at Campus Bookmart. Today's the 20th, so you may have to go by in person uh, to get some Christmas gifts, but uh, we recommend you do that. Go by and see their smiling faces. But if you do want to order online, do so at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays. That is BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. That gets you free shipping on all orders over 75 bucks. Any order less than 75 bones, absolutely incomplete. All right. Let's look at this Jeff Levy Q&A. It is a free feature. Matter of fact, all of our content today is free for National Signing Day. And we've had signing stories on every kid that signed, right? All right. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, Levy's comments about 
you know, really the first three weeks, man, because it's been fast. It's been good. I'll take every bit of it. It's been humbling for all the support and everything that's gone into getting us to this point this morning. It's been really, really good. A ton of different people getting it done for us and moving the needle for us. We spoke a little bit about uh, those guys from Scuba, right? We signed three. You know, Ashawn Shepard, Tyler Woodard, and, of course, Marcus Ross, who I think is the better of the three because of team need. And I think Tyler Woodard's got a chance, too. Uh, and Levy says all three of those guys have a chance to come in and have an immediate impact. They play the game the way we want it to be played. You watch them, you see that immediately. We need to do a great job in the junior colleges in our state. There are great players here, always have been. For us to be involved there is important for us moving forward. That's a Rod Gibson tenant of the recruiting process, right, Rod? Of course, a junior college product himself from the Mississippi Delta Community College uh, program and then comes to Mississippi State, uh, does some big things. Honestly, I, and, and some of you kind of see it the same way, uh, I think that this uh, offensive line class is a strength. When you look at the fact you got three high school players, one of which the highest rated player in your class is Jimothy Lewis. You got an Army All American in Luke Work, and then you got TJ Lockhart, who was an all state guy and also a state champion. He'll slide in and play guard for you. And then you factor in, you go get uh, Ethan Miner, one of the top centers in the country. You get Marlon Martinez from LSU, a guy that will at least be a two deeper, probably a guy that'll compete. And you factor all those guys in, uh, you know, with the fact that. That uh, when you I'm, I'm missing a transfer, missing a transfer. I apologize, and I don't think we're done there either. Just so you guys know, I don't think we're done uh, when it comes to transfers. But uh, but yeah, it's a good group, and um, there's another guy out there that's uh, from a, a Big Twelve program that uh, you should kind of keep an eye on for sure. But. Uh, so they asked Levy about that, you know, about the offensive up, making that a priority. And, uh, you know, did you see that as an immediate need was the question. I did and we did. I'm proud of our staff for having the day we've had today with our big guys. I love the guys we got in the boat today. All six of those guys have been serious about coming to state. That part fires me up as well. I feel like we've addressed that need and are in a good spot. I think that's a big part of things too. You hear all these calls coming in. Uh, yeah, we are in a good place, and I think we're in a situation, too, where we can be a little bit selective in that respect. You know, you add big McKaylin Pounders in there. You know, we talked about all the losses we had this year. That's a very significant situation. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's big. And you got to give Cody Kennedy a lot of credit for coming in and immediately getting to work in the portal and putting some of these guys together. Um Let's talk about, um, you know, what has gone into these weeks to get this class together. Lovey says time, as much as we can possibly give it, just trying to make up for some lost time. That was important to us from a relationship standpoint, being around them and on FaceTime with them. So there's that connection. One of the very first things that Jeff Lovey did the first couple days he was here was get on FaceTime with the recruits. And he had J.J. Harrell kind of being the champion for him. Uh, he mentioned J.J. specifically about how big J.J.'s been you know, for him. And uh, I think that's big. J.J. was huge, Levy said. Another guy that was serious about coming to state, loves Mississippi State, wants to be here. His energy, his connection with guys has been incredible. Proud of that guy and what he's done and who he's going to be. 
guys, just like Chris Parson last year helped keep this class together, J.J. Harrell did this year. And you always need that one guy. You need the, a captain, right? And that carries over. It does. It carries over when they get on the campus. And J.J. was a guy, too, when he committed to North Panola. People said, oh, he's going to go to Ole Miss, going to go to Ole Miss. And you, he's been committed to us so long, people forget the fact that he one time he was committed to Tennessee. He also gave a little bit of a shout-out to Bulldog Initiative and how big NIL is. It's a big part of college football right now, like we said. For our guys to put some money in their pocket is important while still making sure you're getting guys who are in it for the right things. You can find both. We put a football team together that will be taken care of by NIL and being about the right things. You still go back to betting on people. That's absolutely the truth. There are a lot of people out there, I can tell you, from talking to some of my friends in the industry, a lot of discussion out there about there are some kids that won't even take a visit without getting some NIL money. They won't even consider your school. They won't even think about taking a visit to your program unless you pay them to come. Now, that's not a novel concept. There used to be dirty money, but now the kids say, you know what, hey, I saw you guys went out and raised all this money. You want me to take a visit? I'm going to need $5,000 just to take a trip. That's happening in our conference. And the first thing people say, well, Steve, it's got to be about all Miss. I don't know if it is or not, or it isn't. I'm just telling you from talking to multiple coaches and multiple programs around this conference, it's one of the things that we're combating is that there's so many schools out there that are being held hostage. It's like, hey, we need this kid. Oh, it's going to cost us five grand to get him to visit. It's crazy. I mentioned the needs remaining in this class. We need to continue to address corner safety and get it in an edge guy. Yes, yeah, so defensively, that's on the portal side, right? Everybody understands that, and, and many of your criticisms have been well-placed. You say, you know what? Our offensive recruiting is just light years ahead of our defensive recruiting, and that's true. We've got to find some difference makers on defense in the portal. And the good thing is there's going to be some more guys going in the portal. And I, and I suspect after Alabama finishes up their run in the playoffs, that Coleman Hutzler will probably be on some of those guys that go in the portal. And we're going to need them. But we're going to need some guys that can come in here and make plays. We don't just need guys to come out here and look good in a uniform. Lovey went on to say those are the three things defensive that need to be a high priority for us. Absolutely. we got to have somebody uh, that can harass the quarterback, and we've got to have some guys that can defend on the back end. We didn't have that this year, and, and you saw what we got as a result. When you can't rush the passer, it's difficult to uh, cover up for a leaky secondary. Uh, looking at some uh, staffing things, uh, Hutzler. Why was Hutzler the right fit at D.C.? Well, Coleman's the guy I'd work with, but he's been a co-coordinator coaching the outside backers coaching at all these different stops. He's been a part of some outstanding defenses. He's been a part of coaching some NFL players that are having great careers. He knows what it looks like, and that was important to me as we got Coach Barnes from Memphis, a guy who's put it together and done it. It'll be critical in that room, a guy who was at Ohio State and had great success there. Um, And so there's his uh, selling point on his defensive staff. Spoke about the offensive side of the football, basically everybody over there you know, is uh, people he has connections with. And he goes, it's huge. Familiarity from a scheme standpoint would get us off the ground in a hurry. And that's from a support standpoint, too. These guys know the expectation. They know the shortcuts to be able to get things installed. Uh, That's going to give us a running start, right? Because the last thing the coach needs to do is coach the coaches. You need your coaches to coach your players. 
And so in that respect, especially with Levy being an offensive-minded coach, it makes perfect sense for him to go out and get people uh, that are familiar with his scheme and familiar with his way of doing things. That's an, an absolutely, absolutely immeasurable benefit to this. But when you look on the defensive side of the football, you look at some of these hires and you say, you know what, Steve, I don't, I don't know. How are these guys going to match together? I don't know either. And then you look at the fact, too, that uh, that's not our strongest side of the roster. So we've got to address that. You know, as Jackie used to say, well, you know, you've got to have players. You know, it's amazing how players can cover up from, uh, you know, for, for coaching that may be a little bit mediocre. I think that's an, an aspect of it that sometimes people forget. I mean, when, you, when you've got great recruiters, you don't have to be a great coach. There are a lot of people out there that are great coaches and just kind of mediocre recruiters. And, you know, I kind of throw Dan Mullen in that in some respects. I don't think Dan was a great recruiter. I think Dan was a great evaluator and a great developer of talent. And that is part of recruiting, right, is you go find the guys that fit your culture and fit your scheme and you coach him up. And Dan was a master at that. But there's some other guys out there. You look at Ed Orgeron. Do you, do you think Ed Orgeron is a great football coach? I'd say no. But Ed Orgeron is a tremendous recruiter. He takes full advantage of that great receiver class in Louisiana and goes out and gets Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow just kind of riding up there at Ohio State doing nothing. And they go get the guy that has one of the greatest seasons in the history of college football. And so I think what you really want is to have a little bit of both. You want to be a good recruiter and a good coach. You know, some of your great recruiters aren't the best of coaches, and some of your better coaches aren't the best of recruiters. And so we'd like to have the best of both worlds. You know, there are some coaches out there, obviously like Nick Saban, there's a reason he's the GOAT, right? He's proven that he could win, and winners gravitate to other winners. So that all makes perfect sense to me. When you begin to kind of break this thing down and you begin to think about, okay, where does Jeff Lebby fit? Well, I, I think the snapshot we have right now is very positive. I think we've done a good job. Now, we've we got to finish the job, right? We can't just take a break now and say, okay, let's go enjoy Christmas. You know, we got to now go evaluate the fact that, uh, number one, I think that the transfer portal pool right now, for the most part, is drained. I think now you're waiting for the next wave. And one of the things that I discussed on Bo Bound show, you know, when you go blow your wad early in this portal process and all of a sudden a better player comes along later and then you can't get into sweepstakes because you don't have enough money, you know, that's a risk you run. And, of course, if you're betting on the back end of the portal, you may be in a situation where the players on the back end aren't any better than the guys you passed on on the front end. And because of the fact that everybody needs them, it may drive the price up. And it's just so wild that we're having that conversation these days. I mean, it really is. And that's an important aspect of every bit of this. You know, I I can't begin to imagine how toxic the culture is on the recruiting road right now. When you've got kids out there that won't even visit without getting paid. When you got kids out there, the very first question is like, hey, coach, what's my NIL deal going to be? Not about, hey, what am I going to major in? Coach, is this jersey number available? Coach, how do you want to use me? Those questions are not secondary to, coach, how much are you willing to pay me? And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think you can win with those kids long term. You know, when, when you're a sucker for the quick reward, 
you know, what happens when you get a little adversity? Well, I'm just going to go back in the portal. And I'll go cash in and get some more money. Because I don't like this coach holding me accountable. That, that's a part of I don't know how you coach kids these days. And at least now, you don't have the 365-day-a-year transfer portal option. So you can at least coach kids a little bit. Before, if you coach kids a little bit too hard, they get their feelings hurt, just go jump in the portal and say, I'll show him. You know, I was a high school baseball coach before I had all his hair. And I loved those kids, but I pushed those kids. I did my best to help socialize them into becoming men. And sometimes you got to hurt some feelings. It's part of coaching. It's part of life. But I didn't have a situation where a guy could just go leave and go play for my rival. They couldn't just pack up and go. At least we had districts and you had to go through all this meetings and things like that nowadays. I mean, you look at the Decamerion Richardson thing, right? Decam tells us that I'll never leave this place unless it's just a GoPro. And now he's going to play for Ole Miss. He'll play against us in the Egg Bowl last year, next year, provided he's healthy. It's a very, very interesting position that we're in right now. And so I don't know that the quality of the game is enhanced by NIL or the immediate you know, transfer rule. You know, I, I was in favor of the immediate transfer rule, provided that everybody agreed. And what I mean by that is, like, we had some basketball players under Ben Howland that we never should have signed. Okay, we all know it. And we had some kids come in here, they don't sign themselves, and why, why would you ever turn down a chance to play in the SEC? And so they came in here, and we got them in pretty quick and figured out, hey, this wasn't a good fit. And so they decided to leave, and, and they went to smaller schools. And then it's like, hey, we're going to request a waiver that this kid be eligible. And then Ben Howland and Mississippi State are like, absolutely. Yeah, we don't want to hold those kids hostage. You know, they came in here, we took a chance, they worked hard for us, it just didn't work out. Boom, that's done. If everybody agrees, we're finished. And now they're talking about we want to get out of the waiver business. You know, my whole thing about that is the problem that I have with the NCAA right now is there doesn't appear to be any leadership. And we talked about how bad it was under Mark Emmert. I don't know that it's improved. I don't. Because I think some people are so scared of, of litigation you know, well, so at least make them sue you. At least fight for your organization. You're like, but Steve, there's all this money involved. Well, you know, there's money involved anyway. You know, if I was leading the NCAA, I would say, okay, here are the rules. It's a volunteer organization. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to, I'm going to pitch my ideas to the presidents, the university presidents, and they're going to vote. Because at the end of the day, the schools are the NCAA. Everybody acts like the NCAA is a federal government. Uh, there are no rules that get passed without, without a vote of the, um, the university presidents, by and large. I mean, there are a few bylaws that get put into place. But you understand my point. Uh, the, the voting membership gets to ensure that these rules are put in place or not. I mean, it's just like we went through all this with the, uh, you know, the volunteer assistant coach in baseball, Right. Monmouth has the same vote that we do, you know. It's crazy when you look at it. But when you play it all the way through, I think the NCAA's got to say, okay, look, here are the rules. If you don't want to play, you don't have to play. You want to go play NAIA ball, that's cool too. You want to go overseas and play basketball, that's fine too. But if you want to play in the NCAA, here's the price of poker. 
Now, if you want to sue me, then that's fine. We'll tie this thing up in the courts and your eligibility will be exhausted. You won't be able to play anyway. You're going to say, but you're denying him the right to play. You don't have a right to play. It's a privilege to play. And what we have now is a handful of people that have created a situation that negatively impacts all of us, not just players, but all of us. Can you begin to imagine if they approve the unlimited transfer rule that some people want to pass where you could just transfer every single year? Can you begin to imagine how quickly that will drain your NIL? And you think about this, and we've touched on the show before. When you have a situation where people are working through this and they see that you're out here doing your you're doing your million-dollar match and you're doing updates to try to motivate your donorship to say, hey, let's get involved in all this. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, we did it, man. We raised three more million dollars than we had. Well, then all of a sudden, that player that you thought was good is like, hey, you know, I know I told you I'd stay for 20000 but I see that you guys raised three more million. I'd like another 25000 or I'm going to go get in the portal. So you have people holding you hostage. When Charlie Winfield gets to heaven... They need to let him use the escalator. He shouldn't have to walk the steps. Because what he's having to deal with, and I, I imagine nobody is happier about signing day coming and going than him. Now we just got to get through the portal, right? If we can get to January 3rd, then you don't have to worry about kids leaving. And then about 10 days later, you get through this whole situation where um, you know, you got guys enrolled. You know, and there's not as many of them, because right now, I mean, it's like herding cats. But you get in a situation where you've got a workable number. And then as soon as he gets that thing done, all of a sudden we got to start dealing with basketball. Then we got to start dealing with baseball. And um, I don't know that it's fair. I don't think there should be third parties that have to be involved in all this. I think what needs to happen, there needs to be some type of collective bargaining agreement. And say, okay, listen, this is what you're going to get paid. Now, if you go get an NIL deal from a business and within spirit of the rule, then yeah. Hey, you want to go sell your jersey? Yeah, you deserve to make some money on that. Oh, you want to go do a TV commercial for Subway or Popeye's Chicken? You deserve some money from that. But as far as us just writing you a check, I think that should go away. If we're, if we're going to write checks, the school should be writing the checks. Shouldn't be me and you. Shouldn't be a situation where Charlie Winfield's having to handle all this stuff. I mean, I love that guy to death, man. Got so much respect for Charlie Winfield. My respect for Charlie cannot be measured. Love that guy, man. And you should too. And you should want to be involved as much as you can be. But that position shouldn't even exist. It shouldn't. But this is where we are, and this is what bad leadership has brought us. All right, final segment of the show brought to you by the Stark Vegas Clubhouse. Go visit the Stark Vegas Clubhouse online. Go right now, Google Stark Vegas Clubhouse. That'll take you to their Facebook. You can see all the great pictures. You can see everything, all the amenities that are available to you at the Stark Vegas Clubhouse, and they are immense. If you're bringing a large group to Starkville, I'd encourage you to stay at the Stark Vegas Clubhouse. Just convenience and the fact it's going to save you some money. Can you imagine how expensive it is getting five hotel rooms? What if you could get one house with five bedrooms? Everybody can have their own space and their own privacy, but you've got these great communal areas where everybody can get together and watch TV and break bread together and cook together, have a drink together, go pal out by the, the fire pit together. All that stuff is very important. Time with family cannot be replaced. So rather than tracking somebody down the hallways of a hotel room, 
Why not have everybody under one roof? Whether it be a family event or a work event. Maybe you're bringing a group to the Golden Triangle. And you're going to be here for a few days. And it's nice to have everybody have a workspace together. But then you can retreat to your own room when it's time. It's a great thing. Go to Stark Vegas Clubhouse and book through the Evolve website. You'll get that option when you Google Stark Vegas Clubhouse. And if you use the Evolve website, we can save you 10%. Use promo code BSR10. Get 10% off your stay at the Stark Vegas Clubhouse. Just five minutes in the Mississippi State campus. You can go buy some groceries and cook dinner and then be at the ball game in no time. How amazing is that? It's so convenient. And we're going to use it ourselves. The next time all the kids are coming down, instead of everybody staying at our house, we're going to, we're going to go rent that place. We're going to go rent that place. We're going to have a great time. You, you and your family will too. That's the Stark Vegas Clubhouse. Again, just five minutes from campus. All right, uh, so you know, kind of looking around now, so let's take an inventory of kind of where we are uh, within the conference. Let's take a, an idea of kind of how things look right now. I told you guys, if we could end up making the top 30 when this thing goes final uh, in February, that we've done really, really well. Our composite rank right now is 35. Our transfer rank is 11. So when you combine the two, our overall rank in recruiting is 32. So we're right there. Now, we may have another commitment tonight. It might bump us up a spot. And then we're waiting on Stonka Burnside to announce on January 3rd. That could bump us up a spot or two. And then we're waiting on Daniel Hill to announce January 6th. Well, if we add those three offensive players, we have a really good chance to be inside the top 30. And then we'll see what happens with the transfer stuff. And you may add a player too late in February. I don't know. It's not completely unreasonable to think that we could get to the top 25. Going to need some things to go right. But uh, we certainly have an opportunity. Uh, Certainly have an opportunity here uh, to right the ship. And I think many of us, including myself, said, you know what, this class is going to be a wash. And in the end, we didn't really lose anybody. I mean, there's some kids that lost us, but we didn't have everybody say, you know what, I don't like the direction things in Mississippi State, I'm going to decommit. And we let some kids call it that. But again, overall rank right there at 32. Got a real chance. I mean, if we finish in the 20s, I'm going to be thrilled. If we finish in the top 25, I'll be overjoyed. But let's take a look right now. And again, there's still some decisions to be had. As it stands right now, Georgia has the number one class in the country. Alabama is right there at number two. Georgia also has three more commitments than them. Uh, that's always interesting. And um, Ohio State's there at third. Oregon's at four. Texas at five. Florida State at six. Miami's at seven. Auburn is at eight. Oklahoma is at nine. Notre Dame is 10. LSU 11. Clemson 12. Tennessee 13. Penn State 14. Florida 15, and that class has been absolutely beaten to death here in the last week. Michigan is 16, USC is 17, Nebraska is 18, A&M 19, South Carolina is 20, and then there's Ole Miss at 21. Many of you are probably surprised to hear that's where they are, 21. You didn't expect that. Wisconsin 22, Texas Tech 23, Missouri's at 24, Kentucky rounds out the top 25, 
And the few teams just there in front of us in the overall rank, you know, uh, again, we're 35 with the composite. But um, when you begin to break this thing down here, North Carolina, NC State, Arkansas, Purdue, Stanford, TCU. What if we could take one from Stanford? wonder what that would do. Yeah. TCU, UCF, Iowa, Washington. So there's some power five time teams between us and a top 25 on that side. But when you look at the, because uh, Ole Miss got a great transfer class, and anybody that suggests otherwise, just not being honest. But when you look at this whole thing here, not just the recruit thing, but the overall thing, and that's really what matters, right? You have to factor in transfers, even though it's still an you know, inexact science. But when you, you know, fact, let me make sure I, did, I, I toggled that correctly. All right, overall for 2024, right? Yeah, there we go. Ole Miss is 18 overall. Mississippi State, 32. Yeah, so we're a little bit behind them. But it's not like they're just setting the woods on fire. Do they get some good transfers? Absolutely. But I think many people thought they were number one in the country and everything, and they're not. Let's look at the SEC rankings here. And this is an interesting aspect of things too, right? Because this is the neighborhood in which we live. Vanderbilt is 16. Your Bulldogs are 15. And so we're only ahead of them. We have a fighting chance to catch Arkansas if some things go right for us. They're 14. There's Kentucky at 13. Missouri at 12. Ole Miss at 11. Ole Miss has 31 commitments. Did you know that? A&M is at 10, South Carolina at 9, Florida at 8, LSU at 7, Tennessee at 6, Oklahoma 5, Auburn 4, Texas 3, Alabama 2, Georgia 1. So despite all of this, all this um, sabber railing, we've heard Ole Miss is 11th in the conference, and um, we're 15th. So we both have some work to do. But it's so interesting, you know, when you look at the actual numbers, instead of listening to the rhetoric, you kind of get a better handle on things. You know, people say, oh, well, they're just absolutely dominating us. They're, they're ahead of us. There's no doubt about it. Are they having a better portal class? Yes. But when you look at the whole thing together, it kind of comes into focus a little bit better. Listen, if you hadn't done so, go to winthebottomfalls.com, and you can order all my books there, all my sports titles, and the newest from When the Bottom Falls. And thank you so much. I uh, found out when I got up here to Columbus, Ohio, on, uh, I guess I looked Monday. And uh, When the Bottom Falls, number seven on the Mississippi bestsellers list, and that's in limited release. And we're still in somewhat limited release now because uh, the book took off and we just couldn't afford to exhaust all the inventory around the state. But uh, there'll be another printing. We'll get some things done for you. But uh, I wanted to share that with you because it means so much to me. I've written six books now, and they've all ended up on the Mississippi bestsellers list. And um, if you don't know how that thing works, it's comprised. It's not anything that we report. It's the sales reported from Mississippi's independent bookstores. We don't have a say in any of that. Uh, that's so funny. I read that out to people. It's like, oh, well, all those online sales, he can say whatever he wants to. Hey, I don't have, number one, I don't have any control over that. But number two, those don't count. They make me more money. Uh, but uh, I like being on that list, man. And uh, the new book that I'll begin writing here in a few weeks, pretty special to me. Uh, I want to share with you a message, too, that I got from Duty Noble's niece. Um, really meant a lot to me. Really meant a lot to me to get this. I had a chance to interview Mitzi um, and her sister, Frances, up in Batesville. 
And uh, I gifted them both the book because I wanted them to kind of know, you know, kind of know what I'm about, right? I wanted them to know my writing style a little bit. I mean, it, that's the least you can do when you're writing about something so personal, right? If I, was, if I was writing about a member of your family, you'd probably want a sample of my work. I didn't even make them ask for it. But uh, Mitzi messaged me this. These are the kinds of things, like, they're, they're, they're free. It didn't cost her anything to send this, but it means the world to me. Steve, I just finished your book, and that's when the bottom falls. It was so moving, especially the last chapter. I'm planning to reread that chapter every time I begin to sink in my spirit. Your faith is so strong. You are proof of the power of prayer. I hope I get to meet Dana one day. I'm so glad you were the one who was writing about Uncle Duty. I know you will give him the honor and respect he deserves. I can hardly wait to read it. Thank you so much for gifting me your book. I treasure it. I didn't share that to talk about me. I shared that to talk about our family, our Mississippi State family. And uh, I'm honored and privileged to have the opportunity to write about Duty Noble. I've learned so much already. i got more research to do, and now that signing day is behind us, I'll have a little more time to commit to that. That's an important aspect of everything for me. Is It's time. Right? I mean, I'm going to die with unfinished projects, right? I mean, let's just kind of call it for what it is. You never reach a point and say, okay, I'm done. I mean, if you're a creative person, you're always thinking about the next wave. You're always thinking about this. I mean, how many times do you find out that your favorite uh, musician died or somebody you loved and there's all this unfinished work and you hope it one day to be able to hear it, you know? Um, I don't know when that day is going to come, but I'm going to work as hard as I can between now and then uh, to leave a legacy of some sorts. And um, to write about things that I think are important to all of us. And I think this Duty Noble book is one of those things. And I don't know what's next. I have people that say, hey, when you finish that, you should do this. You know, I just kind of reached a point in my career, man. I, I don't write things to write things. I write things that excite me. And I think writing about Duty Noble is something that excites me. And then I was already pumped up about it. And the more pumped up you guys have been about it, the more excited it's made me. And so I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, but yeah, please go buy the book, WhenTheBottomFalls.com, whether you're buying it from an independent bookstore or not, or you're ordering it from the website, again, WhenTheBottomFalls.com, and all my sports titles are there. You can get Stark Villains gear at StarkVillains.com, and of course, that's uh, trademarked. It is. And uh, certainly come be a part of our, our merry band of misfits over at JeansPage.com. And listen, my hope is things will calm down a little bit. Not that the activity will slow down, but my hope is that people will begin to Maybe take a breath. We talked about that at the beginning of this show. Man, let's give each other a little bit of a break. I mean, honestly, I guess sometimes I get aggravated on the message boards too, you know. Uh, I don't always verbalize that. You know, Dana can tell you. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, there's some things that you guys would be surprised to hear me say sometimes. But, uh, you know, it's a business for us. But um, I don't run it like it's my personal Facebook uh, but I also don't disband people that I disagree with. There are some people that's like, I wish you'd ban these people. Well, what rules are they breaking? Is they, because they don't agree with your opinion? You know, we should all be so lucky in life that oh, I don't have to deal with opposing viewpoints. I mean, come on. I, I learned that way. I don't know how you learn, but I'm, I'm not so stubborn to think that I've got the corner of the market on good ideas. You know, I think that's an important aspect of things kind of have some humility and say, you know what, I may not have this exactly right, so maybe I should read or listen a little bit. I might learn something. That's how I try to look at it. And there, there are some things that I know that I'm right about, and I'm stubborn about that. But um, 
Listen, I love our folks over at Gene's Page. Man, we've had a record year. Still got about 11 days left. You know, today's kind of our Super Bowl. And, uh, again, I'm just so incredibly proud of our team and uh, pleased with everybody's contributions. And I uh, wanted to get this show up for you. Friday's show will be back in Starkville. And I had some people reach out and say, hey, Steve, I think the sound quality is really good. Well, it's a little cheap headset I'm wearing. I don't know. Uh, maybe I need to adjust where my microphone is at home. But uh, listen, I, I'm so appreciative of all of you that listen to the show, that buy the books, that buy the merch, and certainly those that subscribe to jeanspage.com. It, um, it has been our life work, right? I mean, it was always my dream to be able to do this. And um, every day, I'm always, I always think to myself, man, what, this is what I wanted. You know, it's like you get so caught up sometimes and I get aggravated about this. This guy won't return my call or what's going on with this. And I can't find out this information here. And you get aggravated, but you begin to realize this is the rat race that I signed up for, you know, and there's a reason you guys pay me to do it. You know, I've got a network of contacts that I've established all these years. And, and, uh, John Cohen used to laugh at me and he says, I'm always so surprised at the people you can get on the phone. Uh, sometimes I'm surprised at that myself. Uh, to be honest with you. But uh, listen, I love each and every one of you. We'll be back on uh, Friday. And then Saturday, if you are in the greater Starkville area, I'm going to be signing books downtown at Book Martin Cafe from 1 to 3. That's the last signing before Christmas. And so if you're in the Golden Triangle and you want to get books signed, I'm not going to be anywhere else. Uh, I've been in Ohio and I'm ready to get home, to be honest with you. I'm ready. I'm, I'm relieved that signing day is now behind us and uh, we can kind of take a bit of a deep breath all of us not just me uh, but we work really hard to give you guys up-to-date information and I can tell you it's a challenge especially with a brand new staff you know because they've got relationships and all of a sudden you know these guys pop up out of nowhere and then you got to try to get a phone number and sometimes nobody from your network has interviewed these people and you got to try to find out what's going on with them uh, so yeah it's a challenge but it's also fun I mean it is especially when you know that we're all kind of fighting for the same information and you want to get it out there first. You do, but you also want to be correct. And uh, it's so interesting, too, that there's so, there's always so many critics. And I touched on it a little bit in the last show. It's always so interesting to me. There's so many people that have no idea what makes the needle move in our industry. You know, like, I, I couldn't just, like, show up at a, uh, you know, in a lumber yard and say, hey, Bill, let's go do this. This will make us some money. Guys, I've been doing this since 1997. And I learn stuff all the time. I mean, when we made the merger to 247, their way of doing business was light years better than what we had at Scout. Now, at Scout, you know, we were beating them left and right. We're breaking news. We had a bunch of subscriptions, so we didn't have enough revenue streams to really make things happen. 247 had that. And so it made perfect sense. So we had to get there and kind of learn their new system. And it's been great. I don't want everyone to be anywhere else. It's been amazing. CBS has been fantastic to me. But I know what makes the needle move. And there are some other people out there that say, oh, well, there's this and there's that. No, no, no. There's a reason we've had a record year. And that's not to just you know, pat myself on the back. But, you know, I've kind of sat back and watched some of the mistakes that other people have made over the years and said, hey, when I get in charge, when I get the, the keys to the car, this is what I'm going to do. And we're going to put our, our, our foot to the pedal, and we're going to knock the rearview mirror down. And we're going to see how far we can go and how fast we can get there. 
But listen, you guys have a, a great couple days. Enjoy getting to know these new recruits. We're going to reach out. Uh, Rion's already got a story on uh, on Boogie Johnson. We'll have that up for you soon. And uh, I'm going to take a nap, I think. I, I know I'm, I'm going to go to bed early. But I may even take a nap and then go to dinner and then go to bed. I think that's what I'm going to do because I'm about that life. I am. And I hope that you are too. Listen, you guys have a great rest of your day. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.